0: VR Workforce Studio.
1: And having ADD and autism, people like me, I am heavily detail-oriented, which causes me to have the habit of being a perfectionist. Four,
2: three, two, one. VR Workforce Studio, podcasting the sparks that ignite vocational rehabilitation. Through the inspiring stories of people with disabilities who have gone to work.
1: Working in a field that I understand.
2: As well as the professionals who have helped
3: them. A job but a career. You you gotta look at how life-changing this is.
2: And the businesses who have filled their talent pipelines with workers that happen to have disabilities.
4: To help expand registered apprenticeship.
2: These are their stories.
0: Because there's such a great story to tell about people with disabilities.
2: Now here are the hosts of the VR Workforce Studio, Rick Sizemore and Betsy
5: Civilette. In our Big Inspiration Showcase, we welcome Michaela Paselli, a student enrolled in workforce training at Wilson Workforce and Rehabilitation Center, who is here to give us her perspectives on how vocational rehabilitation is helping her to prepare for a career in business and what it's like living and working with autism. Welcome, Michaela.
1: Hi, everyone. And thank you for bringing me on the show. Oh,
5: great to have you.
1: You're very welcome. We are also
0: joined by Michaela's occupational therapist, Shendi Smith. It's Shendi, not Cindy, right? Shendi is short for Shenandoah. Right here Uh, in the beautiful
5: Shenandoah Valley.
0: Yes, perfect. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast, Shendi. You took the
1: joke out of my mouth. Thank (laughs) you.
0: Well, Michaela, first tell us your story. How did you get involved in
1: the business school here at Wilson
0: Workforce?
1: Well, it kind of really started during high school because having autism and having ad adhd it's it can be pretty hard even for both the person do having to deal with it and the parent and so when it came around time when i was in my junior or senior year that was when we got the recommendation that of wwrc because this place helps people who have disabilities
5: like me and other disabilities. Wow. Well, Dr. Stephen Shore is uh, an autism advocate. He's on the spectrum and is credited with one of my favorite quotes, which is that if you've met one person with autism, you've met one person with autism. Uh, Michaela, what does it mean to you to have autism?
1: Well, the very first thing that anyone should know about us is to sort of quote some stuff from, I tend to make a whole lot of references to medias and stuff. The very first thing that you need to know about us is that if any of you have ever seen the the DreamWorks movie Over the Hedge, us, any person with, well, in my certain case, having ADD and autism, we have the attention span of Hammy the Squirrel, (laughs) and he is chock full of energy (laughs) the second thing is that our minds are basically like a constantly changing radio station because we will nearly always have music playing in it and it will change nearly every five minutes unless we are stuck on a song like i am today
5: (laughs) what song are you stuck on today
1: it's well intent it's funny, but the one that I'm currently stuck on now, ironically, although I'm not really into scary stuff, is someone who made a song for Sonic.exe, which is called Play With Me. So ah. a
4: lot of those media references um, come into play in therapy because that's a way that Michaela explains what her lived experience is, and that helps me understand a little bit more, too. So I love that we get those media references. Sometimes Absolutely. I have to look up what she's talking about Absolutely. Um, so I can get that yeah, perspective It's a great way to relate. Uh, So Michaela,
0: how has autism affected you? And more importantly, what's happening here at Wilson to help you get ready for a job and live on your own?
1: Well, here at Wilson, because I have autism and, and ADHD, there's, like I said, we have the, for my personal case, I have the attention span of a puppy. So trying to find a way to hone in my focus and sort of Siphon and focus that energy into what I need to do in the workplace is a big major key of me being able to do what I need to do when I graduate. And it's difficult because with my short attention span, it means that I tend to go back and forth between things a lot. And it gets to the point where if I get so focused on trying to distract my brain, because I tend to my Miss Shendi can can account for me on this because right now. trying to break me of the habit of me constantly doing origami as a stress reliever and that tends to get in the way of work because it's because it's relaxing it can be confusing but it's also heavily addicting but on but at least it's a good addiction although it still needs to be broken what job do you think would be a good fit for you though that's kind of hard because knowing me I've already worked in the fast food industry and I don't like standing up on my feet a lot because mo. because this is a podcast most people can't see. But my physique isn't built for moving around a lot because and plus I'm a gamer. So I'm used to being stationary most of the time and pretty much looking at a screen all day. So the so I'm trying to figure out if there's a way that I can balance that where I can mostly stay stationary. But there are a few times where I can get up and move around so that I don't end up getting into a hypnosis of just staying put and then and end up possibly falling asleep because that has happened a few times before.
5: Well, there has to be a lot of jobs out there that require some screen time and energy And concentration. So we'll get into this a little deeper. Shindy, it's Occupational Therapy Month. Congratulations and thanks to you and OTs abroad for the work that you do. Wilson is a very unique place because it's not only a vocational rehabilitation training school that's driven by the needs of business and industry. You're helping people with things like physical and occupational therapy and communication services in the classroom. Shindy, tell us what you do in your work with students and how you're supporting them inside the vocational training classroom.
4: We work on specific strategies um, that she can use to manage the you know attention and the sensory needs that she's dealing with so um some examples we have established some sensory strategies to use um in the classroom or potentially that could be used at work so trying to shift away from something that is more distracting like origami to something that is more manageable to kind of shift back and forth while she's doing work so I actually
1: have one of them in my pocket right now
4: so we've got some fidgets Right now she has kind of a metallic, it's almost like a fidget spinner, um, but more kind of a grown-up version. Um, So we use that and some visual, like there's a bubble timer and sand timers and things like that, that's something visually to look at to stimulate um, the brain so that that increases her attention and focus and all those things that she's been talking about. So we do one-on-one services like that that are – where we attempt to increase a person's success in the classroom and then in the workforce. And at the same time, we do services to improve independent living skills. So uh, Michaela is expecting to live independently when she leaves here, so we're using her time here to improve money management, um, bill paying, um, all those independent living skills, cooking, grocery shopping, taking the bus, public transportation, all those cool things.
1: Cooking is a big one because I can only (laughs) cook a few things, and most of them are breakfast.
5: Well, that's great. Uh, We will take a photo of that fidget spinner, and that will be in the show notes at uh, VRWorkforceStudio.com. Betsy?
0: Yeah, well, talking about living independently, living on your own and working, um, what do you have to contribute to a business owner who might hire you, Michaela?
1: Well, like I've said, I've worked, I've worked in the fast food industry before, and even though that my attention span can go off track a lot, I also make sure that I make sure that, sorry, I keep stuttering. I always make sure that whatever they tell me to get done, I get it done as fast as I possibly can. Not as in I, I rush the job, but I get it done as soon as I'm able to do it. And and being and having ADD and autism, it also means that people like me or specific or to me specifically, I am heavily detail oriented, which causes me to have the bad habit of being a perfectionist. I'm not sure
5: that's a a bad habit.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, well, it can be because because being a perfectionist means that it take that you take up a lot more time in getting something done and it ends up. Kind of leaving you backtracked, and because I'm a perfectionist, that means I it takes me a lot more time to actually put an idea into motion.
5: Shindy, what would you want uh, an employer who's never hired someone with autism to know about what's going on here at Wilson?
4: Um, Well, first of all, thinking about people with autism, a lot of times we talk about it from a deficit perspective. You know, having executive function deficits or this and that, but a lot of times we lose the focus on what. Strengths a lot of people with autism have. And Michaela saying that she's a perfectionist, you know, that sounds like a negative, but, you know, for an employer, it really can be a positive. positive. Someone with (laughs) autism is going to potentially be very attentive to every single detail of the job, get it right every single time, be um, incredibly consistent and reliable. There's a lot of strengths um, that often come along with autism, including, again, creativity. Um, could go on and on. And again, it is, you know, you meet one person with autism, it's one person with autism, so we can't fully generalize about the population, but there are there tend to be a lot of strengths that go along there as well.
5: Well, that's great. We've had guests on the show, business owners uh, who only hire people with autism for those very reasons, the attention to detail, rule following, the ability to attend to things that might seem monotonous to other people, and yet there's a level of intrigue that a person with autism has about that routine. So uh, it's all about finding your strengths, right?
1: Because mm-hmm. like I said, for, for me specifically, I'm someone who, who likes routines, which also means that I, I myself, even though that I tend to leave certain things to last minute, I hate being late to things. Which is why usually, if I'm like a minute late to class, my brain is like, "Oh crap."
0: <laughs> well, that is a good uh, habit for an employer, certainly. But so, Michaela, any final thoughts, uh, advice to you know potential students who are thinking about coming in for vocational training, other individuals with autism? What would you what would you tell them?
1: Trust me, it's going to feel a bit weird because. 'Cause for people like us, we have a lot of codependency because we're still learning on how to do certain stuff by ourselves. To kind of to kind of quote one of my favorite comedians. He talked about when he got his first when he got his first adult job. And he said, and I realized at my first big boy job, I'm not ready to be an adult yet. <laughs> my bu- my boss gave us three a piece of paper and said to write down three work goals that we wanted I did not know that she wanted work related goals most people put down promotion better customer service, a raise to quote him he said I want to pin a bear I want to wrestle and pin a bear at the carnival I want to go to Wrestlemania and I I want to watch every Rocky movie in one sitting without getting up to pee (laughs) (laughs)
5: Well, you are you are just of the light. One of the joys of uh, Betsy being here in the studio you're you're joining us from uh, headquarters in Richmond today. But uh, one of the joys is seeing the chemistry between Shindy and uh, Michaela. What does it mean to you to work with someone like Michaela?
4: Well, it's just a joy um, to see someone like Michaela come in, and like she said, maybe she's not ready to be an adult at this point. But we have some time, and we're certainly going to get her there. And just seeing um, her go step by step by step to get there. And can I share an anecdote, Michaela, about our funny event that happened? <laughs> <laughs> um, Which one? Well, when we took the bus. Oh yes. Oh God, <laughs> that would. Go ahead. So um, I'm going to try not to laugh through this. So we decided that one skill that Michaela could benefit from would be taking the bus, uh, public transportation, mm-hmm. because she's not currently driving. So when she graduates from here and gets a job, she may need to utilize public transportation. Um So she and I did a a bus outing and we successfully got all the way to Sattler Square in Stanton and, you know, did what we needed to do there, went to the cell phone store. And then we went, we set an alarm for when the bus was coming back and we went back and stood right by the same sign where the bus dropped us off. And as we were standing there, we saw the bus just fly by us on the other side of the road. And And literally
1: (laughs) waved at us as it drove by.
4: And at that point, she and I both realized that there was also a sign on the other side of the road. And so the east-going bus um, went by that way. So that is just, um, you know, our starting point for learning public transportation for both of us. But then at this point, I can say Michaela has gone out, taken the bus multiple times to different locations, to go to the pharmacy and um, cell phone store and things like that. So it's seeing those, you know, this is where we started. And then um, seeing her master those skills and gain independence and um, just get closer and closer to her goals of, of being independent and gainfully employed has it's, you know, it's just a pleasure.
5: That's wonderful. Uh, Michaela is a student enrolled in business training at Wilson workforce and rehabilitation center. And we're certain you're going to make someone a great employee and uh, Shindy Smith is her occupational therapist. You can find links with more information about vocational rehabilitation and the extraordinary work being done at the center and our show notes at vrworkforcestudio.com.
0: Well, Shandy and Michaela, thank you both so much for being on today's podcast in person, which is, as Rick said, a joy. So thank you for being here.
4: You're very welcome. No problem.
5: Later in today's show, the director of the Rehabilitation Service Administration's National Clearinghouse of Rehabilitation Training Materials walks us through where to find information about autism. Whether you're a family member just needing the basics or someone interested in research and education on the topic, the Clearinghouse is for you. On the second half of today's show, we welcome Daniel Clausen, who's employed by Shurion Tech Repair and Solutions, also known as U Break iFix. Welcome, Daniel.
4: Thank
0: you. We are also joined by Daniel's supervisor, who owns and operates the U Break I Fix location in Herndon, Virginia, where Daniel works. Welcome, Brenda Johnston. Thank you for having me. Brenda, if you would give us a quick overview of U Break iFix.
6: Absolutely. We're an electronic um, repair um, business. We uh, repair small, portable electronics such as um, smartphones, tablets, computers, game consoles, and um, we also do various other um, products as well. And it was founded in 2009, and Asherion acquired us in 2019, and we are partnered with Samsung and Google, where they authorized service center for them. So that means all the customers can walk in um, to here instead of mailing out their phones. And we offer um, also if you have insurance on your devices through Verizon or AT&T, they file a claim and they come into our stores to get what we done.
5: There are hundreds of You UBreak iFix locations across the United States. Brenda, how many stores do you own and operate?
6: I have three. I have Herndon, Virginia, Fairfax, Fair Lakes, as we call it, and uh, Gainesville, Virginia location. So three, and I've been in operation since 2016. So this is going on my 7th year next month. And Daniel,
0: tell us about your job and how you went to work at You Break I Fix.
3: It is a little bit simplistic to call, to call me a cell phone repair technician. I, I repair everything from cell phones to tablets to computers sometimes game consoles but those are less frequent i came to work at You break i fix through dars i was at the wwrc uh for about a year from the start of 2019 right to the start of 2020 and they reached out uh through the, to the district manager uh and the hiring manager uh, and i got an interview for that i've been working here since the end of 2020 okay so that's
5: the
0: awesome. pandemic hit, yeah. But you're and lucky to
3: I think get about a job. how
5: many times I drop my phone and you go to the website and you there's some language there about the phone cascading off of your lap and you seeing it hit the concrete. We've we've all experienced that. So it's a great work that you're doing. Yeah. Daniel, the people who listen to this podcast want to learn about people with disabilities who've been successful and gone to work. What is your disability?
3: I have ADHD. Uh, For me, it isn't as much of a disability. I am different from other people. I will acknowledge that. It greatly allows me to focus extensively on one thing, which is great when that one thing is fixing something. (laughs) Absolutely. I did run into issues uh, earlier on where I would focus on one thing at the expense of everything else, and I wouldn't hear things that are going on around me. I've gotten better at that. But it does help me if a cell phone comes in, I can focus on that customer's device from when they come in the door to when they come in to pick it up. Uh, it might be me or it might be someone else who checks them in and checks them out, but it is very possible and somewhat often that the same person who checks them in works on the device. And usually in, usually, once you've worked on the device, often you're the one to check them out.
5: Right. Do you uh, take
3: medications? I do not. I used to. I don't anymore.
5: So you've been able to compensate for uh, the challenges of the job in other ways?
0: Yes. Yeah, as we like to say, it's differing abilities, right, Um, instead of focusing on the disability. Um, But tell us about your time here at Wilson Workforce and Rehabilitation Center and the vocational rehabilitation, how that helped you to obtain this job.
3: I went into the uh, technology, the IT department. I was there for about a year. The goal for that class was not just to get me to pass two tests that allowed me to get the certification for CompTIA's A-plus technology certification, but it also gave me the skills I needed to understand repairing devices. Cell phones were the most common thing that came in then, and I got the most comfortable working on them at that time.
5: Well, uh, Brenda, what have you learned about working with people that happen to have disabilities?
3: I see
6: aptitude, but one thing I can honestly say with this group is the loyalty and the commitment that they have to not to, you know, to themselves, but also to the business. And um, they truly have contributed to the success of my business. And I've been in business since 2016. I didn't learn about the program until 2020. I just wish I I had known about it earlier but I'm very happy that I'm I'm in it now and will continue to lobby and champion for for these guys tell, and, us,
5: tell us how that emerged uh, in in your business operations that that you began working with people with disabilities
6: so in 2020 we had an employee um that applied through indeed and on their um, resume, they had a reference, and it was Miss LaPearl Smith, who was, I think, the director at the time. She um, called the store before I had an chance to call her and said, I'm his reference, and let me tell you about, you, you know, the potential hire. And at this point, I had already known we were hiring him. And that's how we were involved, and it just kind of LaPearl Smith you know, asking questions, what do we do? And if we were looking for more hires and we said, yes, and then Daniel comes in and then we've had a couple of more. So that's, that's our journey.
0: Well, that is wonderful to hear that you're becoming an advocate. You touched on this, but how is You Break I Fix different today or maybe even better today because Daniel and and several other DARS clients work there?
6: Absolutely, their um, their ability, they're they're willing. They challenge themselves to repair more. They um, take on more, much more challenging devices, which again brings the increase of uh, volume of different devices that we're able to repair, and or different you know things that their their skill sets. So that's where it contributes heavily because they they just don't stay on one device. They they push themselves to grow because we that's how we're set up to do. We want them to grow themselves and we give them those opportunities. And the more that they learn and grow, the more our business grows.
5: Yeah. Hey, Daniel, what do you think you would be doing today if you hadn't have gone to Wilson Workforce and Rehabilitation Center and uh, eventually wound up at You Break, I Fix?
3: Probably be doing what I was before. Uh, I was in food service before. Uh, and I didn't like it. <laughs> I bet you're making more money now, too. I am. That does help. But I also like my job. So that oh, yeah, is more motivation for me. Very that's important. Great. That's
0: great. Do you have any final thoughts? Yeah. You
6: no, know, I was just saying, you know, you know, I think, you know, Thanking Daniel and and I think that they you know just having them being a part of our team we have grown and we're like a family now and it just really they don't give themselves enough credit to know the uh, their contribution has really made a huge impact on the business and um, they also contributed for us winning store of the year at the Fairfax store Fair Lake store as we call it um, Brandon and Daniel both were big contributors to the success of that and um, you know so kudos to them for for being a big part of that um, win last year out of 750 swimmers so we're super well,
0: congratulations that's That's a huge accolade yeah
5: Daniel Daniel Clausen works at U-Break Fix soon to be known as Assyrian Tech Repair and Solutions located in Herndon, Virginia Uh, for owner-operator Brenda Johnston
0: well thank you guys both for being on our podcast today
3: thank you for having me
0: Thank you
3: for having me. Well, it's
5: time for our National Clearinghouse of Rehabilitation Training Materials Report with the always entertaining and informative Heather Service. Hey, Rick,
7: how are you? Good to be back.
5: I am so glad to hear from you. Of course, this month we're focusing on autism and, of course, it's OT month, so uh, congratulations and kudos to all of those great therapists out there across the nation and the world that are helping people become independent, particularly those with autism. And I think you have some resources for us.
7: I do. We've got three resources to share with you today about autism. The first, which I'm really excited to talk about, is the Autism Spectrum Disorders Outreach Guide which was created by the Vocational Rehabilitation Technical Assistance Center for Quality Employment, also known as VRTAC QE. And what I love about this outreach guide is it's a collection of resources for a wide variety of audiences. So if you're a VR counselor, if you're a community rehab provider, parent, or even an individual or a job seeker with autism, there are some resources in this resource for you. There's a lot of information and data about employment for individuals with autism. There's also links to trainings. So uh, if as a counselor, you may not be familiar with autism, there's an autism 101 training, autism employment trainings. There's also research and fact sheets that are available And even information for businesses and hiring individuals with autism in the workplace. So please check that out.
5: Let me jump in and say rehabilitation counselors and professionals all across the country, uh, the the clearinghouse is their go-to. But I don't want to forget as we reach out to families and getting ready for today's show – we've engaged a lot of families and sometimes they're just overwhelmed. The Clearinghouse is open to everyone and particularly family members who need that introduction to how to take on the myriad of challenges and and issues that people face, particularly when people with autism are considering their future and work.
7: Absolutely. And for family members, you can check out our training and events. There's on-demand trainings that may be helpful for you. But also in our library, you can filter by resources that are geared towards family members or individuals with disabilities, or you can also use our keyword search to just type in autism and a variety of resources will pop up that might be able to help you find what you're looking for.
5: Outstanding.
7: I have two other resources to share with you. Uh, The second resource is also by QE and it's called researching solutions for job seekers on the autism spectrum. And this is an information brief that's really geared towards VR counselors and service providers and really helps them consider employment options for working with their customers that have autism. And then lastly, wanted to share some resources from our federal partner at Workforce GPS, which is called Workplace Resources for Autism Spectrum Disorder. And this is a web resource that offers accommodation strategies, Web based hiring resources, fact sheets that's really geared towards businesses and to VR counselors to help their customers in the workplace.
5: Heather Service directs RSA's National Clearinghouse of Rehabilitation Training Materials and joins us each month for the Clearinghouse Report. Links and resources from the NCRTM are included in the show notes at VRWorkforceStudio.com. Thanks, Heather. Thanks, Rick. Well, thank you for getting involved in today's show. If you or someone you know has a disability and wants to get into the workforce, vocational rehabilitation may just be the answer to kickstart your career. Visit us at VRWorkforceStudio.com to find links and resources, as well as our contact information. On behalf of my co-host, Betsy Civilette, I'm Rick Sizemore inviting you to join us as we podcast the Sparks. (laughs) that ignite vocational rehabilitation
2: the vr workforce studio podcast is owned and operated by vocational rehabilitations partners in podcasting audio content for the podcast is provided to vr partners in podcasting by the virginia department for aging and rehabilitative services in exchange for promotional considerations